and welcome back to the Prism Podcast. My name is Sydney Lish, but you can call me Sid. After five years of mentoring thousands of people as a wellness entrepreneur, I figured it was time to create a one-stop shop for you to find all things business advice, health and wellness, success principles, creating legacy income, tangible tips, motivation, and more. The Prism Podcast captures a full spectrum of all the information you need to actualize your excellence. So let's go. Oh, and welcome to the Prism Podcast official episode uno. I am so excited to have you here. I am your host, Sid, Sid Lish. You can call me Sid, you can call me Sydney. I really don't care. Most people, I introduce myself as Sid. They call me Sydney. I introduce myself as Sydney. They call me Sid. So whatever floats your boat. And today, for this first episode, I think it's really important to share my story, to share my story with all of you. Um, I've recorded, gosh, 10 other episodes already, and I've been like saving this one for last, even though it's going out first. Um, but I'm so, I'm really excited to share my story. It's just... You know, a lot. I don't. For all of these episodes, something for you guys to know is I don't have notes. I don't have like cue cards. I don't have a script. I literally turn on the recording and I just go. So I have no idea what's about to spill out of my mouth when I sit down, but that's usually how I work the best. So if I'm ever scatterbrained, that is why. But we're going to dive right in. So before I, you know, came into this amazing company that I've been a part with a part of for five years, this network marketing company that I absolutely love and adore. I really just want to rewind it and talk about before that, because there's a lot of content out there sharing my story of how I found the company and all of those things, but there's not a ton of information um, that I've ever put out about prior to like college. And so I'm just going to break it down for you guys. So growing up, I grew up in a town called Billings, Montana, up by Canada. It's very, I mean, it's five hours from Canada, but it's it, it can get really cold in the winter and really hot in the summer. Um, and I grew up there as an athlete. I have one sister who is just incredible. My parents were actually, you know, divorced parents, but very amicable. They both remarried. They were amazing parents, all four of my parents. I really was blessed so much with my birth parents and then my step parents. Um, but you know, growing up, I was always a really like competitive kid. I was a really sweet, kind hearted kid. And I just don't really think any of that has changed much. I'm a very competitive person and I have a very soft heart. Like I, I really, you know, I, up until this day, I got to work really hard to not get my feelings hurt because I, I just have a, a very soft heart. I'm a very, I was a kind kid. I was very loving. And, you know, when my parents got divorced, I was three years old. I was very young. And I think that really affected me. And, and you know, up until now, I've done a lot of work through that. Um, but I'm so, I'm so happy looking back, you know, that my parents, got divorced and did what made them happy because they're remarried to some of the most incredible people, like I said, but it really did affect me as a kid. And, you know, me and my sister growing up, we really battled. She, she, she was always two years older than me and, and always a little bit ahead of me. And so I really had to compete to keep up with her. Like when she, when she was, you know, riding a bike without training wheels, even though I was two years younger, two and a half years younger, I wanted to ride a bike without training wheels. And I think that that 
sibling rivalry that we grew all the way up until we were in high school probably even in college now that I think about it, I think that really, you know, created a lot of where my competitive spirit came into play. Um, my mom was a hairdresser and she provided, you know, just anything and everything we needed um, growing up. It was, I'm super blessed for my mother. My father is one of the favorite people I have in my life. He is an absolutely incredible father. I couldn't have asked for a better male role model for myself. Um, and you know, going into to school, I, I did a lot of different things. I put my hands into a lot of different things. I started playing the piano and the violin at a very young age. I asked my parents if I could get a violin and if I taught myself for six months, if I could get a, a teacher, they said yes. And I played you know instruments for years and years and years. I still do um, quite a bit. I was a very artistic kid, a very creative kid. I loved you know, fashion and, and sketching out outfits and, and, you know, looking at magazines. I was that girl who had like every poster from Bop in her freaking place, like in her room. I was just a big dreamer. I was like always watching Disney, watching all the, the models and all the actresses and, and knowing at this like deep core level that there was something in me that just wanted and desired to, create an impact in the world. And I didn't know what vehicle that was going to be through. I didn't know if it was going to be through music. I didn't know if, you know, later on it was going to be through sports. I didn't know if it was going to be through being a, you know, kid celebrity on Disney. I didn't know. I don't, you know, I didn't know. But I just always had this really core feeling that I was a little different. And I think a lot of people have this, especially people in the entrepreneurial space who are visionaries. But I always had this like black sheep kind of mentality where like my family just didn't get me. I liked being alone a lot. I liked, you know, being that like struggling artist in my room, room, like super emo dressing kid, but always like loved the newest fashion, was kind, played instruments, like such a weird kid. Also was in sports. I, I just thought it was weird all around and I still am, let's be real. But uh, as I got into high school, I started playing sports and I had a really great coach that was an amazing mentor for me at that time. She always just believed in me. And I think that's one of the most important people in my life to this day. And she really pushed me. She really pushed me to be the best version of myself. I was a volleyball player. I played basketball. I did track. Again, I just had my hand in anything and everything. Um, and you know, upon graduating high school, I went to college not knowing what degree I wanted to do. I think I started in nutrition and then I changed it to like, I wanted to teach textiles in high school. And then I switched it to kinesiology and exercise science and, and got really into you know wellness and understanding the body. But I changed my major so many times because I didn't feel like anything felt right. And I've always been really intuitive and really big on like gut intuition. And my gut feeling was just like, this is not right, but I got to do it. Like I got to do it and I, I get to get a degree. I think this was really before the boom of technology and people making money online. And as I, you know, was in college, I actually started to uh, compete in bodybuilding. I was really into fitness. I was like running half marathons in Montana. I was, you know, working at different restaurants. I was working the front desk of a gym for about a a little less than a decade. Um, and, and I loved working at the gym and I really fell in love with fitness after my volleyball career ended. And I loved channeling my competitive 
nature into competing with myself. And so I started in bodybuilding very competitively. I didn't have a coach. I was a broke college student, you guys. I was I was going to school full time. I didn't have time for a job. And I remember about two years into bodybuilding, I was waking up at 4 a.m. It was absolutely insane. I was waking up at 4 a.m. in college. My dorm room member hated me, I swear. She was like, oh my God, this girl's crazy. I'd wake up at 4 a.m. I'd go do my cardio. I'd go to class. I'd go back to the gym at, at lunch. I would, you know, work and work, uh, you know, at the gym if I needed to. And then I would go to class more and then I'd go back to the gym at night and I'd crash. And I was like, even so crazy as to go into the college and be like, I need a meal plan that is not the meal plans you guys provide. I need chicken five times a day and broccoli five times a day. And I want to come in here and I want it to be ready when I get in here. And I'm on a, I'm on a schedule. I'm on a mission. And I, they, I mean, they did it for me. I was like on a strict ass regimen that I put myself on. I did the research. I looked up YouTube videos. I was so driven to just compete. I love competing, even if it's with myself. And I started bodybuilding. I did it for many years, but I competed in my first few shows as a college student. Again, like I said, And at some point I actually left the college I was going to, to go back home and go to the school that was much cheaper. Um, that way I wouldn't have to pay room and board. It was like half of the, you know, tuition as far as how much it was going to cost. And that way I could afford to compete in more bodybuilding shows. And so I figured, Hey, if I move back, first of all, I don't have to deal with all the crazy partiers here. Like I didn't go out one time in my college education. I, I seriously didn't drink until I was 21. And I think I had one glass of red wine. I was so cookie cutter. It was really hard for me to make friends and relate to kids in that way. But truly looking back, I'm so grateful that I did it the way that I did it because it taught me so many invaluable lessons. So went to college, finished up. I think at the same time that I was finishing up college, I completed my final competing bodybuilding competition. Um, and it was where I was getting my pro card. And I was I got done at that event. And I remember so clearly I was starving. I felt like if someone hugged me, I was going to die. I had been training for years and years and years, eating too little, working out too much, obsessing over my body, creating this incredible physique, but an awful relationship with food. And I remember leaving that last show, I think it was my sixth or seventh show. And I remember thinking, it's so hard for me to give up this, this concept of me not being a bodybuilder anymore, but I can't keep doing this. I got off of stage and I remember no one was there. I didn't have one friend. I didn't have one family member there. I was there completely solo. And that broke my heart to get off of stage because I at this time I was posting online. I was posting fitness content. Like I was posting YouTube videos. You guys can go back and see them. They're all public from five years ago. It's very cringeworthy. Let me just tell you that. Um, I was really like wanting to make fitness a career for myself and I was willing to do what I had to do to make it work. But I remember coming out of that feeling so deflated because I was like, I am not, it wasn't that no one was there. It was that I hadn't impacted anyone enough to want to be there. And I was like, oh my God, this is such a selfish sport. I am not doing anything but just, focusing on my own body, my food, my whatever. I had to cut out so many relationships to compete here. And for what, like a plastic trophy? No, thank you. 
And it clicked for me. And I was like, I'm never going to go on stage again. And I flew home alone. And around the same time, I was, uh, I was making fitness, like I said, into a career. And I started an online fitness coaching company. Um, and at the same time, I was working at a gym. What I loved about the gym was I just met everyone. I love meeting people. I love connecting with people. I met everyone at the gym. Everyone knew me in my heart. I was there day, night, evening, morning, all day, every day. I was at that gym just meeting people and, and learning and like beating on my craft. And so I started an online fitness company. And I had invested my savings into a fitness coach online, or it was a, it was a business coach that worked with fitness professionals. And he was one of the very first, I would say. And I remember joining that program and I learned a lot. I learned a lot about sales. I learned a lot about different techniques and I made really good money the first month, guys. Like I made really good money online, but I remember I got done with that and I was so exhausted. I was like, my God, why are all these things just exhausting me for bodybuilding? I'm burnt out. And then I'm starting this business. And I, I don't know how I can keep this up because I was working day after day, working online to get people started in my program to sell them on these massive packages, um, high ticket sales, if you guys are familiar. And I was doing that for about a month or two. At the same time, I was finishing up my degree. I was working three jobs and I was so exhausted. I was working midnight, you know, I was working, working tons, working out still really hard, trying to make the fitness thing work in some way, shape or form. And this business that I had just started and I really had no knowledge of what to do. And so I reached out to the guy who had started the program and I was like, hey, it was, it was towards the end of my time in Montana. And I was like, hey, I, <laughs> I, would really love to come work for you. And I think that I could be a really great asset. I'd have, I've had some really awesome results in this fitness coaching. And I think I could be a really great asset to your team to train your salespeople. And I totally sold this guy on me and my skill when I really was like a month or two into my business. And I sold him on this skill of mine. And I, I said, hey, I'm, I'm buying it. I know you're out in LA. I'm buying a flight, um, you know, out to San Diego. I'm going to move to California the day I graduate college, and and you know I'm coming out there, so I'll be I'll be in the area. And so he basically brought me on. I was making more money than I ever thought was possible. I think I was making a thousand dollars a week, and with like no knowledge, I was totally just figuring it out as I went. But then what happened is I was kind of phasing out of my program a little bit of my business and working with him, doing both pretty full time. Um, but at the time, I, I remember I was I was getting really verbally beat up. <laughs> I was getting a lot of kickback and a lot of flack from people in my hometown, my roommates, um, literally to the point where they sat me down and they're like, you, ugh, you, I just remember how like awful it felt for three of my best friends at the time to be like, hey, we don't think what you're posting is appropriate, basically. Like, you're trying to be something you're not. You're trying to be this big shot. And like, we don't like it. We don't, you know, we like, basically, we don't want to be your friend anymore unless you stop. And I remember in that moment, I've literally never shared this. I remember in that moment, it was like a gut punch of, I wanted to grow. <sighs> And, and people were trying to hold me down. 
And I just remember feeling so like frustrated. And I was just like, I'm just trying to like get better myself and help other people. Like I don't see what's wrong with that. I don't understand why you guys aren't willing to like watch me grow and thrive. And I remember it really getting to me to the point where I wanted to quit. I wanted to quit working out. I wanted to quit my fitness business. I wanted to quit my degree because it was an exercise science. I wanted to stop posting on social media. I wanted to give up this dream of having an online business. And I was going to go become a teacher because that's all my degree will really allow me. And, uh, and I remember we moved out of that place soon after. And I was, uh, I had two weeks until I was about to graduate. I quit four jobs. I finished school. And I remember I had booked a flight to California. And I had about a week off where I was just kind of hanging out, working a lot, trying to build this business, still trying to make it work, working part-time for this dude in, in LA. And, um, and I... I was prospecting one day and and I come across this woman and I just saw like this pink, this pink shirt she had on. I was drawn to her. And I reached out to her and I recruited her for my for my coaching program. And she gives me a a call and we chat and she signs up right away. She's like, "Hey, I'm about to relaunch my business. Um, this, you know, I really want someone to hold me accountable to get in the best shape of my life." And I was like, "Great, let's do it." And little did I know, she actually lived in San Diego. So the day I graduated college and had all my jobs finished up, I flew out to San Diego. And I had, you guys, no money, no job, nowhere to live. But before I had left, this woman had called me. And she's like, Sid, I see you burnt out. I see you exhausted. Have a conversation with me. And she introduced me to this world of network marketing. And I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I was so tired and so burnt out and so deflated. I was just trying to make ends meet. I was literally trying to survive. And I remember, I mean, there were even times where I stole apples from my mom's house because I didn't have any food and I didn't have any money. I would donate my plasma every week for $50 to pay for my groceries, you guys. Like it was real. And like I said, right before I had left for California, this woman introduces me to network marketing and she's, she asked me a question. She said, she asked me what my ideal life looked like and I didn't know. And I had a really hard time imagining it. And then she said, here's the deal. I see you doing this coaching thing. Would you rather be doing this coaching thing in five years or would you rather build something that pays you over and over and over again so that in five years you can be sitting drinking a margarita in Hawaii with me? And I said, I would love the margarita in Hawaii because I am so tired. I can't even keep my eyes open for this conversation. <laughs> and she introduced me. She introduced me to her mentor. She introduced me to this opportunity. And you guys, I flew out to California and this woman took me in. I had my, I remember I got the worst flight because I could only afford a $100 flight. I had spent my last dollars into the company that I was going to be partnering with, even though it was just a couple hundred dollars. I invested my last pennies and left myself with about $50 to my name, 
one suitcase full of my products, one suitcase full of my clothes. I flew across the country at a nine hour layover in Seattle overnight from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. was the most miserable night of my life. I landed at 6 a.m. in San Diego and I met up with this this woman and she took me in, you guys, and she I slept on her couch in her bed. I slept at her house and we ended up becoming roommates for three years after that. And she introduced me to now who are my really close and I, I love them so much. My mentors, Zach and Eden, who I'm hoping to have them on the podcast. Um, and they really, I mean, between them and this woman, they really just like parented me. They parented me as I came into this world of network marketing and they brought me to my first event. They actually dragged me there. I was like, I don't have money, you guys. I just spent however many hundreds of dollars on this, this, these products that I haven't even tried. I just moved to California. I have, I have no money right now. I, I can't do this. And they said, we'll help you get there and you show up, you get your ticket and we'll see you there. And they supported me in getting there. I mean, they, they really, really helped me. But I remember shopping for that first event and I had no clothes. And Eden let me borrow a couple of her dresses that had been handed down by Lori Harder herself to Eden to me. And I got to wear these clothes of these millionaire women. And I needed shoes because all I had were a pair of Converse and a pair of flip-flops. And this was a business meeting, business event. And I went to the store with the woman who had gotten me started in network marketing. And all I could afford was a $19.95 pair of high heels. And you guys, they made my feet bleed. It was so painful. I have a picture of myself in the hallway sitting down, working in the hallway at the event with the dress on and the shoes. I can I can post it or link it. It's, it's very fascinating. Um, but I went to that first event and I went from... I don't know what my ideal life looks like. I don't even know if this network marketing thing is for me. Like, I don't even really know why the frick I'm here right now. I really didn't know. And I remember sitting in the audience and the youngest millionaire and the oldest millionaire in the company come out on stage and they open the room. And I don't remember what they said. I don't remember what any of the context was of most of that event. But I remember leaning over to Zach and Eden in that moment and saying, at 20, I was 22 years old at this time. You guys, I just turned 22. I was two months into being 22. And I leaned over and I said, I'm going to be one of the youngest millionaires in this company. (laughs) And they said, great, we'll show you the path and you get to work. And I got home. I remember from that event and I've literally in the last five years, I've just been on fire. I've, I've loved every second. I've hated a lot of the seconds, but at the end of the day in my core, I love every second of what I do. And, you know, from going from this girl who's like total amateur hour at this event to, I remember seeing the start, you know, the top start leaders on stage. I was like, I'm going to be up there next year. Like I'm going to do this. And within, you know, a year or two, I was up on the stage. I was getting the opportunities to speak and share my story at events. I was getting asked to be on team calls, but I was really just loving my work. I I just became a student. I woke up every day at 4 a.m. and I would would listen to podcasts. I would listen to audiobooks. I'd read GoPro. I'd read Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. I would go run. I would work on my body. I would put the products in my body. I lost 45 pounds on these products after rebounding from bodybuilding. Like, this literally this company changed my entire life 
And, you know, in the last five years, just to make a very long story, or a very short story, very long, long story, very short, I, you know, have traveled all over the world. I have traveled all over the country. I've spoken on stages in front of 15,000 people on behalf of this company. Um, I live in one of the most amazing buildings I could have ever possibly imagined with the most amazing circle and sphere of friends that I would have never guessed. But what this, you know, what for me, this is like my, this company is my home and, and finding network marketing was like the thing I was looking for and all of these other things like working for that other guy and becoming a teacher and starting an online fitness program and working on YouTube and doing all those things. It really was to find my family and to find my calling. And this company really became that for me. And I'm just, I'm so grateful for everything that I have. And I look back like five years ago, I'm so emotional. I'm like choking back tears this whole episode. I look back five years ago and I'm like, man, if that young 21 year old would have seen you, like she would be so proud of you. And I just remind myself of that every day because every single day I try and make decisions for my future self um, to make sure that like my past self will always be proud when it can, you know, look forward and see the future self. So that's always where I make decisions from. But regardless, you guys, I know this is a very long episode, but I felt like a lot of that information was really necessary to talk about and get out there because so many people don't know my full story. Um, so many people are new to the company. So many people are new to this podcast. You don't even know who this girl is. You're like, who is this girl? Um, but yeah, that's my story. I'm I, Again, I'm so grateful. And, and you know, I'm a part of network marketing. I'm always going to be a part of network marketing. I'm only five years in and I feel like I'm just getting started. I'm 26 years old and I just cannot wait to see what the next five years brings. This podcast is something I'm extremely excited for. And I just know over the next 15, 20 50 years, I am so committed to just impacting as many lives as possible, especially through network marketing, hopefully through this podcast, who knows where technology is going to take us and just so beyond even all of that. Just, I could, I could just see the vision. I see the future and I'm so excited for what's to come for me, but also so excited to see what comes for my community and for our team and our organization and all of you just, you know, I want to leave you with this, like continue to keep your vision in front of you. Like, I don't care how crazy it is. I don't care who bashes it. Keep your vision in front of you and always let that be your guide. And for me, that's all I'm continuing to do is just to expand the vision a little bit and just continue to expand the vision and keep my eye on the vision and never give up. So I'm really excited for those of you who could get all the way to the end of this episode. These episodes won't be this long. I think this is going to be the longest one, but I am really excited to have you here. I hope this story resonated with even one of you. And if it did, please, you know, leave a rating, leave a review. Let me know what you thought. I can't wait to have you back next week and I will see you soon. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Prism podcast episode this week. It means so much that you got to the end of this episode. I want to acknowledge you for tuning in to grow yourself every single week. So if you loved this episode, leave a rating and a review. Please subscribe so that I know that you're loving this content and I will see you next week.